Welcome to the Conjured Community Podcast, a podcast about magic and the people who make it. Season 2 of the CC Podcast is dedicated to in-depth analysis of classic magical performances. Each week, join CC curator Alexander Slummer along with co-hosts Aaron Fisher, Adam Grace, and Steve Barcelona as he shares a classic performance from his personal collection. Today, enjoy the magic of David Regal. You can always follow along on YouTube by clicking the link in the show notes. If you like what you hear, please remember to like, subscribe, and share us with your magical friends. Enjoy the show. What's up? And welcome to Conjure Community. I'm Aaron Fisher. I'm here today with Alex Slemmer, and we're here from CC Club. It's the world's best magic club. And today, we're here to talk about the magic of David Regal, a man who we know and love and respect, and yet still make silly jokes about all the time. Uh, so do us a favor real quick. Hit the like button and subscribe. What are we going to do today, Alex? <laughs> We're going to look at some magic of uh, David Regal. And really, the stuff we're going to look at today is really commercial stuff. I mean, David's pretty prolific. You know, he's got tons of books, tons of stuff out on the market. He's constantly putting out stuff. And I think that consistently, when you see stuff put out on the market from David, it's just good stuff that provokes thought and makes you feel good about being a magician. And I, uh, I, I, I to me, it's sort of a guilty pleasure. I like watching David's magic. And I've had the opportunity to see him at the castle a couple of times. I was just fortunate that he was there and I saw him do sets of magic that I don't think he would ever do any other time. And I, you know, I was fortunate that I got to see him do uh, what I saw him do. And, 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 you know, I think the same thing that you said, he's just a really kind man and he really loves magic. And he's just, as far as I can tell, just a really kind guy and loves magicians. So uh, he's one of the most talented, like, He's a perfect example of a professional artist versus sort of a, an amateur artist in his temperament. He's a nice guy, very humble and incredibly prolific and creative. So what do you want to, what have, what have you fired up for us today? What'd you pick? Yeah, let's, let's just get into this first one. It's just a great trick. Let's, uh, let's do this thing and let's have uh, a little bit of fun here. Battle wants to know how many times we've done this. I don't know if he's talking about. I don't know. We lost. I don't know if you mean something outside his state house or what he's talking about. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's do this. Uh, he came prepared. That's exciting. I guess you practiced in the mirror before. Yes, I have. <laughs> I thought I was kidding. <laughs> My job. So far, good. Which is rubber banded in such a way Houdini himself could not enter. And make your card the, what was it? Ace of hearts. Ace of hearts. Vanish from the deck. It's done. <laughs> the Ace of Hearts has vanished from this deck. Well, let's not. Oh. The Ace of Hearts has vanished. The Ace of Hearts has vanished from this deck. Well, let's not stop there. Let's do something perhaps even more impressive. And make every other card go along with it. That's right. Every card joins the Ace of Hearts in a cavalcade of. John, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I could crush that magician like a bug. <laughs> but in addition, you're having a hard time believing the Ace of Hearts really vanished. But I can prove it to you. You see, the backs of these cards are marked. Yes, and this one here, this one's the uh, the Ace of Hearts. I wouldn't kid you. That's the Ace of Hearts, Jennifer. Can I touch No, you can't. Oh. Well, actually, here, put your hand right down on top of it. Some people don't like it so much when the cards disappear. Some people, for reasons <laughs> I do not personally know, like it more when they come back. So with the aid of a magic wand, which fortunately I have with me from the mystical land of Ticonderoga. <laughs> Take it in your free hand, Jennifer. <laughs> Wave it three times over the card. One, two, 
Three and stop, or your hand will ignite. Didn't <laughs> mean to scare you. The spray almost came out. He almost came out. Keep your hand on top. Now, I can't sneak under Jennifer's hand, y'all. But if we counted to three, she turned it over, and that was the ace of hearts. Would that be pretty good? That'd be excellent. Would it make you go, yeah? Yes, it would. <laughs> would it make you go, yeah? yeah? Let's try it. One, two, three. That's the cue. Turn it over. Yeah. Ace. Oh. 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 oh thank you very much. Well, I'd like to do something else for you now, but I can't. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. No, I, I can't because I don't know any other tricks that just use an ace of hearts. Don't mm. oh, you know? I still have this. What? Ticonderoga. <laughs> you don't suppose? Might be magical. Probably. Oh, they oh. came back in showtime! <laughs> Thank you. Good. <laughs> Pretty great. So tell us, what was the effect? So the effect was uh, the gentleman named a card. The, he pulled out a deck of cards. It was banded up with rubber band. Pulled the rubber band off. Put the deck down on the table. The lady waved the wand over the deck. And, uh, or no, 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 no. Sorry. He, the deck was out. The deck was blank. He named the card. He showed the blank one was the card. He put it down on the table. She put her hand on top of it. She waved the wand over that card. It printed. It was the card. He waved the wand over the deck. The whole deck became a normal deck, and then he was ready to do magic. Solid. It's always solid with David. No doubt. It's always absolutely solid with David. There's no doubt about it. Y'all seen that one before out there in La La Land? Let's fire up this here. This one here is called Triple Vision. Wow. Yeah, this one's fun too. Now, this, this deck is a, oh, I guess it means a lot to me because my grandma knew I was doing that. When I do this, does that change everything? No, not at all. That didn't make it bigger? It made it a little bit bigger and it got rid of your other YouTube stuff, you right? That's good. She, she sent me this deck in, in the mail and Hold on a sec. This deck is definitely two. It's it's three cards short. Yeah, she sent me. She sent it to me in this envelope. She said, "Good luck on the tapes. I hope this deck will let you know how much I love you." But it's three cards short. Woman, doesn't she have any common consideration? These tapes are very important. I want to do a good job. Here's what we'll do: we'll just add cards to this deck. That way, we'll just add cards to this deck. That way, if we add three cards, we'll know we have the right number of cards, right? But we'll add them from this deck. I, I know they're not the, the right color. I just don't care. Life is too short. Could you take them? You mix them, mix them up, because we. You still have the kings together from the last trick, or the jacks, whatever it was. Mix them up and spread them out on the table. Face down, though. Forgive me. And, ooh. <laughs> what I like to do is push any three cards forward. Just push them forward. That's one. You forced a card on yourself. Fascinating. <laughs> three cards. We want to switch them for anything else? No, I want to keep them. Oh, really uh, dependable there. One, two, three cards in the blue deck. Fair enough? Yep. 
Done. You took this deck, you examined it, you shuffled it, you pushed three cards, and only three cards full. Now we're in good shape to go. Now I don't have to worry about certain people. The, the missing cards. What? I guess, you know, she put the deck in to give it to me. They, they fell out of the box. Damn that woman! Doesn't she have the common courtesy to put all the cards in the box? <sighs> what I put up with. Well, let's see what they were. Three of clubs. Made of hearts. King of Diamonds. We're in a very interesting position. <laughs> because you put three red back cards, there should be three, in this deck. And only three. One, two, three. One, two, three, two, three. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh my. No way. Thanks, Grandma! that was pretty righteous huh pretty outstanding and clear right he found a way to just make it clear 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 everyone knows exactly what's going on so that by the time he finally turns those cards over you go yeah it's really good man i like that one i think that's really an outstanding effect it's a solid trick i mean let's go through it again shall we yeah so he's got the Basically, he receives a gift from grandma so he can do well at the show. Empty envelope. No, in the envelope, he received that deck of cards, that blue deck of cards. But then he picks up the deck and he goes, it's too short. No, three short. And then that other red deck that he used for the other trick is already on the table. Let's just get three random cards from that so we can make it a full deck of 52. We're only going to use the faces. We need to just have a full deck. The faces, we need to just have a full deck. They spread the red deck. They shuffle it up. They spread out, take out three cards. Those three red cards get put into the middle of the blue deck. Picks up the envelope and realizes there's three cards inside the envelope. Oh, they just didn't make it into the box when Grandma sent me the deck. He deals out those three blue cards. Oh, what if? What if? Spreads the deck. Three red cards on the middle of the blue deck. Pulls each one out, puts them next to the three blue cards that are face up, and shows that they are an exact match. So it's a triple prediction, essentially, right? It's incredible. I mean, it's just really good. It looks like one of David's good marketed effects. Right. Exactly right. Looks exactly. like you get a couple special boxes with that, right? You get a couple decks with that that make that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. I mean, it's just great. Like, right. got a, lot of, a lot of these tricks, it's like, a, it's a, it's, they're great. They're sort of, they feel like card men, but it's really formal close-up show magic. And if you happen to have a formal close-up show, it's wonderful stuff. You know, it's all very, very invisible deck-like. But, you know, the thing about the invisible deck is it's wonderful, but it only does that one thing. Now, of course, you can create five different ways to approach that one thing. But this is like it's got a different look, a different feel, but the same kind of kind of impossible. Those selections were free, y'all. Yeah, that's why the thing is so powerful, because you can focus on just the presentation, because you don't have to do any work. The thing does the work for you. It's pretty pretty wonderful, man. It's pretty sensational. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Let's yeah. see here. And David, that, you know, that's like, of the stuff that David constructs, that's my favorite, is the stuff that's just diabolically good like that. You know, he's just really a clever guy. 
And he's really good at taking like sort of familiar methods and using them in an unconventional way that makes you just as much as you like the magic, you're inspired by the creativity of the, of the method, you know, and I, and you're inspired by the creativity of the, of the method, you know, and I, and that it checks all the boxes for me as a magic guy. It's, you know, super clever and super creative and I love to play with it and I want to perform it. So, you know, everything you could want. Yeah. Right. Who could ask for anything more? Right. All right. Now this one's called uh, self evident. Oh, I love this one. Man, I got fooled with this the first time at a convention. It's so good, man. It is such a fooler. Buckle up. This is exciting. Uh, I, you know, just did a bunch of tricks, and uh, I worked up a little bit of a sweat. And if it's all right, I'd prefer it, Diane. I know we just met and everything. If you do this one. Hmm. (laughs) Well, you said you wanted to be a magician. (laughs) Didn't she say she wanted to be a magician? Okay, I'll try. <laughs> well, look, card tricks are card tricks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do a regular card trick. I don't want you to do a regular card trick. Let's try for something a little off. Yeah. Diana, will you help me on this? Here, uh, here uh, why don't you cut the deck into two piles? Oops. That's quite all right. Hand me either half. Fair enough. You do what I do. Hold them, deal them down one at a time, feeling for psychic vibrations. Something that says, Diana, <laughs> Diana, stop. And when that voice says, Diana, stop, put a card over there. Fair enough? Uh-huh. When that voice tells you. <gasps> Fair enough. Now stop right here. You didn't pick any of these. Mm-hmm. They're all different. Mm-hmm. You chose not to pick these. You didn't pick these. They're all different. You also chose... Not to pick these, correct? Mm. You didn't pick these. You didn't pick these. You didn't pick these. You didn't pick these. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to be a magician, Diana. Mm -hmm. Magician, Diana. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get ready to give her the biggest round of applause you've ever given another human being, because she just did something kind of freaky. Yeah. Killer, killer, killer. (laughs) I had that lady in a close-up show once, that lady Diana. Yeah. Uh, Great spectator. Totally. Tremendous. trained. (laughs) Professional spectator. (laughs) So what a beautiful trick was that? That's another one that's in that exact category we're talking about. That's like a perfect trick. You know, it reminds me of the second sight that we do, right? That's right. That's right. It's very similar to that. But this is pretty much a self-working trick. This was in... Uh, well, you were saying Harry Lorraine earlier. It's in that Harry Lorraine book. It's in Star Quality, mm-hmm. and this, mm-hmm. and this, is really one of those ones that if you didn't read it in the book, if you didn't play with it, if you didn't work on it, you're not going to know. And if someone pulls that thing out and does it to you, it's just going to fry you. It's just a killer, killer piece of magic. And again, you focus on the presentation. You know that's why it's so wonderful. I love that trick. All right, Robert Battle. Why not so cool? Not that cool, huh? Well, I, like just, I just want you. Yeah. You know what? You know our friend Adam is from Mississippi. You know I spent five years living in Mississippi myself. You've probably never had a friend say as many nice things about Mississippi as me, Alex, because I'm sure. the friend of yours that lived there and had a great time there. But so you know, 
Robert's a smart guy. We've seen him do a lot of magic, and I'm sure he'll... Uh... Oh, not that cool, talking about your pun. Uh, well, listen, if we were going to get in trouble around here for the quality of our puns... We would have been out of business a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> this Anaconda don't want none unless you got puns, hun. So that was very, I've been beginning to think this is kind of what I would almost call, because I've been saying this about Regal for years. He, to me, has always defined a style, a specific style, constructurally. But I sort of have noticed a marked preference for this kind of impossible, impossible divination, uh, prediction. Um, and, and impossible things going to different places. Like, he has a lot of magic that's like that, where it's just things that, don't seem like they should be happening or happening in a way that's sort of bends reality like this, you know? And I, and I, I like it. Like this next one that we're going to watch is really like the same kind of thing. I mean, it, you're going down the path, you feel like it's a normal thing. You've probably seen something about before, but then it sort of takes a left turn and does something way different. And, you know, at that point you're on the ride with them and you have to be present with them watching the thing or else you're just going to get smoked so hard, you know, and, and, and you're going to anyways, but you know, <laughs> you just, I think you just, because of these turns he puts in, you're sort of like, you're with them. You're on the ride now. You know uh, what I mean? The last, yeah. the last one was called self-evident, Steve. Self-evident. Yeah. All right. Firing it away. Here we go. Nice. Cups and balls. Some people say that trick is thousands of years old. Not to me. I think the cups and balls trick is 25 years old. Because <laughs> about 25 years ago, I walked into Jack and Jill's fun shop as a boy. And that guy behind the counter, you know the guy, kind of old, a little scary, <laughs> always wore the same shirt. <laughs> he showed, yeah. Tanya dated him. <laughs> he showed me the cups and balls. Went, Look, you put a little ball there. It goes right through. See right through the cups here. We'll try it again. And then the little ball. Give it a tap. Trap door opens. Goes right through. Here, two cups. I, I remember that guy he's talking about now. I like that trick. And I bought it, took it home. Ran upstairs to the bathroom, closed the door. And I stayed there in the bathroom with the cups and balls for about six months. Just making that little ball go through the cups one after another. It was fun. Of course, there weren't really trap doors in the cups. If there were, the trick probably would have cost more. <laughs> but, thank you. But I liked it. Problem being, when you grow up, well, you don't really mean to, it just happens. When you grow up, they don't let you use those cheesy plastic cups and balls anymore. Not if you're a magician. You have to use the fancy schmancy metal cups. Oh, and you can't get them at a joke store. You get them from a magic shop. <laughs> oh, and you need one other thing. An official magic wand. Not sure what the wand's all about. I think it has something to do with the balls. One, two, three little white balls. Oh, boom. Oh, boom. Thank you. Now, Tony, if you've ever seen someone do the cups and balls, there's something very odd about the little ball. When it gets near the wand, strange things happen. Boom. Fooled you. It's almost like there's a symbiotic relationship between the cups, the balls, and the wand, which is why magicians use them all alike. You've seen them do it. You know, a little wave. Oop, the ball goes away. Sometimes, though, they get serious on you and they hypnotize the ball. You've seen this. <laughs> a little wave. And Dave's on fire away. today. Once I saw an older man, he put the ball in one hand, the wand in another, did one of these. I think they called him the educator. A little wave, 
goes away. <laughs> it doesn't really go away. They always end up under the cups. Thank you. Thank you. Now, certain things about the cups and balls I didn't understand. Maybe you could help me. I didn't understand how you could snap here, snap here, that disappear from the end cups, all show up in the cups, all show up in the middle. <laughs> I also didn't understand how the little balls could read the human mind. You heard me. Read the human brain. My left, center, my right. Think of one of the cups. It's done. Which were you thinking of? I was thinking of this cup. Interesting, because the ball went from here over to the cup. <laughs> you were thinking of. Yeah, it's just weird. I know what you're thinking. What if you thought of the other cup? I'd have to snap, show you what leaves here, shows up in the other cup. The ball's life working together. This begs the question, can you do a cups and balls routine if you take away one of the balls? Well, sure, because you still have plenty to work with. What if you take away another ball? No, like you're doing the cups and balls trick. No, no, you're doing that trick called the cups and ball trick. Take away the last one, you get a problem. You snap over here, this one comes back. We don't know why, it just does. Snap over here, the same thing happens. Snap over here, here, you give it a snap. Woo! I snap and the... You snap. I snap and the... You snap. It's a double snap. Could be a problem. Could be a... Big problem. Hey, balls are trick that grow on you. Oh wait, 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 wait! I didn't, I didn't tell you the best part. What's the best part? No matter how many times I perform the cups and balls, and no matter how much pleasure it gives me, it never gives me more pleasure than when I was a boy with one, <laughs> two, three plastic cups. Oh, and three balls. That's one, two, three balls. That's the cups and balls. Uh, God, man, come on! That's a cups and balls routine. <laughs> hard. Okay, so this is interesting. Just as a little aside, Chris Smith. We can tell we have a, a stranger to these parts. Chris Smith has yet to see your friend, the Ellen Al guy, Alex. So just to read everyone, Chris Smith's fantastic. It's a bit of an aside, but we, you know, that fellow did all of the magic video. Uh, he was a perform. He was he showed up in town whenever they had in L and L, where Alex was the kid in production. So he saw all of this, and he has too many stories actually to get into for today. But this fellow, for some people, are fans and sought out his tattoo. For many of us, he was unwatchable and made the videos almost unwatchable for fifteen years. So now that you've seen it, Chris, the thing is, can you unsee it? Because believe me. He, he he will be there. If you're in the 90s, those hairstyles, they're not the only thing you're going to get uh, used to. That that guy laughing that way, he, he you almost kind of wonder, you see, if you watch long enough, you see magicians look at the guy after they do something and they go, enough already. Really? It wasn't that good. They can't all be that good. You know, that trick. And this is part of the whole argument against that poor fellow is this is exactly that time. So he's kind of like the guy that cried, oh, snap. The boy who <laughs> cried, oh, snap, right? He cried, oh, snap, every time the magic happened. And everyone was like, oh, he he's just the boy who cried, oh, snap. Then David uh, Regal did his cups and balls and cups and balls trick. And the boy that cried, oh, snap, cried, oh, snap. And everyone went, I'm not going to go watch this time. He always says that. And then on this trick, Oh, snap. That's a hell of a trick. 
a hell of a trick. And I've seen him do it in person and it kills. Like the whole room goes, oh, <laughs> when that, those moments happen, like, a, like it should, you know, it's just strong, strong stuff. You don't see that coming. And I, I think it's one of the great constructions for cups and balls. It's a modern construction, but I think it's really hard hitting. I'm, I'm a fan. I think that's such a great, great routine, man. Well, it's hard not to be. I'll tell you one of the things, you know, it's interesting. We talked about Ed Marlowe earlier. There's a little bit of a similarity with David Regal, which is that they, David is so prolific. He is so prolific. Yeah. That, and he has his share of incredible gems. He has more than his share of incredible gems. No doubt. But, But against the monolith of his published output, you have to be a specialist in David Regal to be able to put your finger on all his gems because he's got so many of them in a mass of lifetime material, which is all inordinately really strong, right? Right. They're all big performance pieces where he's he's literally worked out like a real presentation as if it were the only trick he was ever going to do, but for every trick in his repertoire, right? Or every trick he's he's basically released to us. They all have these full-blown presenta- presentations. He's worked it out to the nth degree, and they all look like they're just as important as any of the ones that you would say, that's one of the ones, you know? And for so those of you that be- don't know, he's a TV writer. He's a professional TV writer, so yeah. he doesn't really do pieces and halves. Exactly. You know, writing the story is part of the deal. Right. It's, it's the whole thing, right? Exactly. So and- it's in that sense, you, ha- you have to be sort of a, a David aficionado to look through it and decide which ones are the ones that hit hard for you because there's definitely times i've talked with other magicians about david's magic and the things that they choose are not always the things that i choose you know and that's one of the beautiful things the guy's got so much stuff that he's published that you can really you can find a place in there for probably everybody that does magic i think they're going to find something in there that speaks to them that you go you know that's a showpiece and I, i i'm not ever giving that up that's Stan, you know just great stuff, man, in every direction. Absolutely. Absolutely incredible stuff in every direction. Now, is is that the last one, my friend? That's the last one. There'll be more coming. There's definitely Perfect. more David Regal, but that, I, that feels like that's, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely wonderful. And, of course, we can be watching David all year. And if you haven't seen, we have an epic living room lecture where David came and knocked out three and a half hours worth of stuff. And I don't know if hardly any of this stuff was in there. No, none of this was in there. And there's two tricks from that lecture that I do now when I do walk around magic. It's they're just in there and they're not going anywhere because they're like, that's the way that trick is to be done now. So if you have not watched that David Regal living room lecture, do yourself a favor. You're going to find so much great magic in there. And again, it's like I said before, the stuff that speaks to me might not necessarily be the stuff that speaks to you, but you're going to find something. Thanks for joining us on the Conjuring Community Podcast. If you want to check out the world's fastest growing magic community, please visit our website at club.conjure.community. There you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. I'm Ethan Fisher, and thanks for listening.